This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings, this is Dina Marie of Faith Moments. Thanks for joining me on this weekly podcast where we proclaim and we ponder the Sunday Mass readings. Well, this is the seventh Sunday at Ordinary Time, and we are going to transition into a new season next week, and that will be the beginning of the Lenten season. So for a while, Ordinary Time will be put on the shelf and we'll enter into a new time of preparation, a time to prepare for the celebration of the Great Feast. the great feast of Easter. So take advantage of these last few days in this seventh week of ordinary time to get ready, get ready for the time of Lent, get ready for this time of walking with the Lord. And we've had some really powerful readings, readings in the book of Genesis, readings taking us back to really the creation of man. And we just recently heard the account of Noah and the ark and this covenant of the Lord, this promise of the Lord. So this is a beautiful time to stay with it. Uh, Maybe you've over the last few weeks into this new year, been getting a little bit more focused on the word of God, reading the word of God each day. Well, it will continue to just reveal God's love for us as we enter the time of Lent, which begins for us in the Catholic Church on the 22nd of February, Ash Wednesday. I want to just welcome those of you who might be listening to this on the Hail Mary Media podcast. You can simply download the Hail Mary Media app at on your favorite phone app, and you can get all of these great Catholic resources on your phone at any time. We're really grateful for Faith Moments to be included on that or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Just look for Faith Moments with Dina Marie, and we will be right there. I hope you get out your scriptures. I'm using today the word among us for our seventh Sunday in ordinary time. And as we begin our readings, I want to open with the collect for today. And again, as I've mentioned so many times, this collect helps us to get focused. It's a reminder, okay, everything else outside needs to just stay outside as you're into Sunday Mass and and listen to what the church is asking for us to, to have our hearts really be open to this prayer and to let God lead us in our vocation and in our relationships with one another. So let us pray on this seventh Sunday in ordinary time. Grant, we pray, almighty God, that always pondering spiritual things, 
we may carry out in both word and deed that which is pleasing to you through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading comes from the book of Leviticus, chapter 19. The Lord said to Moses, speak to the whole Israelite community and tell them, be holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. You shall not bear hatred for your brother or sister in your heart. Though you may have to reprove your fellow citizen, do not incur sin because of him. Take no revenge and cherish no grudge against any of your people. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm is Psalm 103. The Lord is kind and merciful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all my being. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The Lord is kind and merciful. He redeems your life from destruction, crowns you with kindness and compassion. He pardons all your iniquities, heals all your ills. The Lord is kind and merciful. Merciful and gracious is the Lord, slow to anger and abounding in kindness. Not according to our sins does he deal with us, nor does he requite us according to our crimes. The Lord is kind and merciful. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has put out our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. The Lord is kind and merciful. Our second reading is a letter from St. Paul to the Corinthians, the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For the temple of God, which you are, is holy. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you considers himself wise in this age, let him become a fool, so as to become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the eyes of God. For it is written, God catches the wise in their own ruses. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. So let no one boast about human beings, for everything belongs to you. Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future all belongs to you and you to Christ and Christ to God. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading is from the gospel of Matthew chapter five. Jesus said to his disciples, you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye, and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. 
When someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other one as well. If anyone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand over your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go for two miles. Give to the one who asks of you and do not turn your back on the one who wants to borrow. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly father. For he makes his son rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? Do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On this seventh Sunday of the ordinary time, we hear about the universal call to holiness, and we hear this a few times. In fact, the very last sentence we hear Jesus say, so be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. In the first reading, we hear the Lord speaking to Moses, be holy. For I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Very, very similar wording, right? From God to his people. In fact, at the end of this reading from Leviticus, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And so there is this invitation to be love as we have been loved by God. God is all loving God loves us not because of what we do, not because of who we are, but because God is love, that he loves us unconditionally. So let's look a little bit closer at this call to love, this call to be holy, be holy for I am the Lord. We hear how to do that. We hear how God does that in the Psalms. The Lord is kind and merciful. And there's all of these different ways in which we see the Lord being kind and merciful and how we respond by praising the Lord, blessing the Lord to be grateful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. He pardons all your iniquities heals all your ills. God is a loving God. God is filled with compassion and kindness. And it says here in the Psalms, not according to our sins does he deal with us because each and every one of us from all throughout history, we do not deserve the love and the mercy that God gives us. We should probably burn up in a moment, but he created us out of love to love, for love. With God's love, we were created. We were created to love like God loves. We are not gods, but we are created to be like God, to have that divinity as we conform and become more united with Christ. St. Paul warns us again about following the wisdom of the world. And he talks, of course, about this 
idea of being the temple of God, that we are holy in how we are created for the temple of God, which you are, St. Paul says in the letter to the Corinthians, is holy. So he's reminding the people, remember you are holy. And because you're holy, there's a particular way in which you're called to be, to be filled with love, not hate, not vengeance, um, not discrimination, but to be holy is to be loving, to be kind, to be merciful, as again we hear reflected in the psalm. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the eyes of God. If we live with only the wisdom of the world, the inventions of man only, and we go just on our own wisdom, we will be deceived. We will be deceived and become a fool. Because we do belong to Christ. And so we don't boast about human beings. We boast about the Lord. We praise the Lord who is our God and our creator. And in this gospel reading, we're continuing on chapter five of Matthew, and this is actually concluding this chapter five. It's getting us close into this transition into the Lenten season, but Jesus again is turning on his head this idea of the law. And there were laws instituted from the wisdom of man. They aren't God's laws. At the beginning, it was not so when Jesus reminds the people about the, the sacrament of marriage and how one man and one woman in that union was designed by God at the very beginning. And so Jesus is calling his disciples here in this gospel again to love. Because as we turn back, as we fight back, as we persecute others, as we hate our enemies, those are not ways in which we love. And so Jesus, in all of these different ways, is really, in the bottom line, calling us to love. If we are being persecuted, if we are being ridiculed, the hope comes from forgiveness the hope comes from the grace we receive from God. I wrote here, when we are angry, we tend to sin. You know, we have an angry thought about a relationship, about a situation, about a way in which we were unjustly treated. We are angry about a way in which a family member or a loved one or the church or our community has been unjustly treated we tend to sin. We tend to be angry. We tend to say, well, I'm going to get my side of things heard. Now, yes, there is a place for justice. And yes, there is a place for standing in the truth. And Jesus wants us to stand in the truth, but not standing in the truth to be vengeful, to be in anger and to get that anger validated. That's not how the truth should be stood. Grace and forgiveness will change our lives. Grace and forgiveness will change our lives. I want to read you a, an account of a saint. And can I do this? Can I not be angry? Can I not be vengeful? <laughs> Only by the grace of God, one moment at a time, could I even attempt that. So I don't have any 
uh, wisdom from myself. I only have wisdom from the Lord, from the scriptures, and from the lives of the saints. And just recently, I, I did an interview. It's also on my Faith Moments website and and on the uh, YouTube page, an interview with Father James Kubicki. And we talked about one of the saints in February. In fact, it's a group of saints, uh, St. Paul Miki and his companions. And St. Paul Miki and his companions in the year 1596, these were 26 martyrs of Japan. And on February 6th, we recognize them in the church as being martyrs. And I wanna just read this account to you because this really shows how to love our enemy, how to forgive those who persecute you. Of course, Jesus Christ himself on the cross is the one who gives us that example. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And over history, over time, the saints who have been in a position of being persecuted because of their love of God for their stand in the truth and for their unwillingness to bow down to an emperor, to any other government or king who wants to dispose of God. They stand firm in their love of God. This is what Paul Miki and his companions were doing. They were living in Japan, and Paul Miki was born in Japan at a time of great persecution in the church. And so let me read you an account of what happened to Paul Miki and his companions when they were martyred for their love of Jesus Christ. On February 6, 1596, 26 martyrs of Japan were crucified on a hill now known as the Holy Mountain overlooking Nagasaki. Among them were priests, brothers, and laymen. In fact, uh, Paul Miki was a seminarian, a Jesuit seminarian. They were Franciscans and Jesuits and members of the secular Franciscan order. They were catechists. They were teaching the faith. They were doctors. They were simple artisans and servants, old men and innocent children. Paul Miki was a pretty young seminarian. They were all united in a common faith and a love for Jesus Christ and his church. Brother Paul Miki, a Jesuit and a native of Japan, had become the best known among these martyrs of Japan. Now listen to this and think about the words we heard of Jesus Christ, who is calling his disciples to love their enemies, to pray for them, and to pray for those who persecute them. This is what happened to Paul Miki. Paul Miki, while hanging upon a cross, preached to the people gathered for the execution they were executing 26 people for their love of Jesus Christ. And Paul Miki said this while hanging on the cross. He said, the sentence of judgment says, these men came to Japan from the Philippines, but I did not come from any other country. I am a true Japanese, says Paul Miki. The only reason for my being killed is that I have taught the doctrine of Christ. I certainly did teach the doctrine of Christ. I thank God it is for this reason I die. I believe that I am telling only the truth before I die. I know you believe me, and I want to say to you all once again, ask Christ to help you to become happy. I obey Christ. After Christ's example, I forgive my persecutors. I do not hate them. I ask God to have pity on all, and I hope my blood will fall on my fellow men as a fruitful 
rain. That's a quote from St. Paul Miki hanging on the cross, being crucified for his love of Christ. Now, the account goes on to say when missionaries returned to Japan in the 1860s, several hundred years later, at first they found no trace of Christianity. But after establishing themselves, they found that thousands of Christians lived around Nagasaki and that they had secretly preserved the faith. Beatified in 1628, the martyrs of Japan were canonized in 1862. St. Paul Miki and your companions pray for us. This is an awesome example from the lives of the saints of how to forgive, how to wish the best for your neighbor, but most especially to will the good for those who persecute you, for your enemy, for the enemy of the church, that we want to wish the best for them, for God's will to be done in their lives and for them to have a conversion of heart and as, as Paul Mickey said, and I want you to become happy because the only true happiness that we will know in this life and then in the next is a happiness with the truth of Jesus Christ, to be surrounded in that truth, to be rooted in that truth, to be filled with that truth. And so then that truth overflows. When there is anger, that flows out with a curse. When there is love, and, and mercy and forgiveness, that overflows with love, love for our neighbor, love for our enemy, and to pray for those who persecute us, who persecute our family, who persecute our church, who persecute Jesus Christ. I hope my blood will fall on my fellow men as a fruitful rain. Let's pray for the fruit of the martyrs. As we anticipate the Lenten season, we pray for their intercession for souls and hearts to be transformed into the heart, the saving and merciful heart of Jesus Christ. God be with you. Have a blessed week. And next week, we'll be entering the Lenten season. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.